Why don't we just lift our hands tonight? want to stand you can if you want to sit and worship I just feel like tonight the the harp needs to be played the worship to the king for his glory just receive from his presence just pour back to him it's all for his glory somewhere along the way we got to the mindset that it was about us Never has been. Since the beginning of humanity, God has partnered with weak, fractured, and broken people to prove his faithfulness. It's never been about us. It's always been about him. He's partnered with broken people to fulfill his purposes in the earth for his glory, for his name, for his glory, and for his name. God is doing a new thing for his glory, for his name. It's all for his glory. It's all for his name. It's all for him. We've always felt even the Bible was for us. No, it's for his glory. The cross was his glory. blood was a greater glory. He rescued us for his glory. When we are faithless and we are weak and we're fractured, he's strong. When we are faithless, he remains faithful. It's for his glory. This is not riding upon our shoulders. It's upon his, for his glory. God initiates us. We feel the pressure of that initiation. We say yes. And he responds with breakthrough. It all starts with him. Tonight we're going to pray. We're going to partner with him. The fact you're here tonight is for his glory. Heaven is initiating his people to pray because he wants to pour out his spirit. This was not us, our doing. We are not faithful enough. We don't have the ability to lift the veil. Only one can lift the veil. We don't have the ability, to, according to 2 Corinthians 3, to go from glory to glory. It's only by his strength and power. I feel tonight that we are to take a strong stance. We are to stand and not to be moved. We are to position ourselves tonight in the very word that's been released, and we are to not digress. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There has been a sense of pushback, but that is okay because the wall's being built. Nehemiah 6 says that the hearts of the enemies became disheartened. And there's a great disheartening right now happening in the spiritual realm because God is forcefully advancing. Isaiah says that God, let me just read this to you. I feel a strong, aggressive stance tonight. That when the enemy pushes back is the time to take your stance and to prophesy what heaven says. Amen. By the way, I want to just give a testimony. We have more men than women here tonight, which is the first time. It's 14 to 16. Praise the Lord. That doesn't happen at prayer meetings. Men are responding to the Lord. Amen. The women, you've been responding for 30 years. You've been faithful. Now it's our turn to step up. Amen. <clears throat> Father, we declare tonight according to Isaiah 42. Lord, you are going forth like a mighty man. You are stirring up your zeal like a man of war. For you will cry out, yes, you will shout aloud, 
And God, you are prevailing against your enemies. Tonight we stand and we declare in the name of Jesus that your purposes are being fulfilled. Last week, the faithful testimony of the blood of Jesus over Colorado. That the blood of Jesus speaks a better word. The very release that the spirit and the culture of death is being broken off of our cities. The veil, we thank you, Lord, that the veil that is set upon the eyes. Jesus, we declare the perfect blood is coming upon humanity for the very veil to be lifted. As your word is being released over Colorado, as men and women are coming into salvation, we declare the very salvation is springing up from the ground. A great lifting of the veil, for only one can lift the veil, the bridegroom. The bridegroom comes to lift the veil, and we declare that all eyes will see clearly the Son of Man. We declare over Colorado the release of the blood of Jesus. Last night there was a handful of young adults, 10, 15 young adults that went to Boulder, and the Lord said we would go take communion in front of the very first abortion clinic in Colorado. And they stood in front of the Boulder abortion clinic and began to take communion declare a better blood for the blood does come out of the ground it makes a sound God heard the blood of of, of um, what was his name Abel he heard the blood of Abel coming out of the ground and now the Lord is answering by the blood of a perfect sacrifice which should bring judgment God is releasing mercy so father we thank you that your blood speaks a better word it releases mercy upon a nation that should be stricken with judgment, that should be removed from your sight for the shedding of innocent blood. But Lord, you are having mercy upon our nation and having mercy upon Colorado. We declare the blood of Jesus released over Colorado in the name of Jesus. We speak to our cities to be still and to be at peace. We declare in the name of Jesus, I had a man come up to me on Sunday before coming up and he said, I was listening to the Holy Spirit and he said, we just need to be mindful of Nehemiah 6, where the enemy in a last attempt would try to thwart, where the walls were being built, but try to thwart the gates being set in place. And he said, I don't know quite what this means, but he says, he said, Dan, just be in prayer there's going to be pressure so the last couple of days that's the role of a watchman we're to get on a wall we're to be on the rampart watching it's the prophetic spirit that causes things that are in darkness to be brought into the light so tonight we take a stand in the spirit and we declare that the gates are being hung that the process and the purposes of God shall not be thwarted we decree a strengthening of the peoples of God, their hands to be strengthened. I want to prophesy over the men of the rock. I declare there will not be one step backwards in the name of Jesus. We prophesy over the gatekeepers of this house. <clears throat> be strong. Let your hands be strengthened. Let your legs be strengthened for the work of the Lord. We prophesy clarity over your hearts and minds. We break off any attack of the enemy over your mind to bring confusion and a swirling. We speak clarity and freshness in the name of Jesus. And we declare, I just feel to prophesy over the rock, you know, in times of pressure, the best thing you can do is take a stand and prophesy. You're declaring God's word. Hallelujah. So we prophesy it's a new day over this house. We declare that the rock will not digress in one area. We prophesy that the wineskin of this house shall be completed. It shall be fully built in the name of Jesus to house the new wine that you're pouring out. God, we declare in this year the building of that new wineskin to house the anointing and the oil and the new wine. Why don't you lift your hands? Father, we take a stand tonight, even right now in Douglas County, especially tonight in Castle Rock, there is a tumult, there is a disagreement, there's a lack of unity in your city right now over decisions that are being made, policy decisions. 
We take a stand over Castle Rock and we prophesy that the atmosphere of this city shall not be shifted into frustration. It shall not be shifted into a lack of peace or into turmoil. We prophesy over the high place of Castle Rock, you will remain at peace and at rest, and you will hear the word of the Lord. Amen? We declare tonight, we prophesy over Colorado that all of Colorado shall be saved. We declare that there would even be an attempt of an uprising of violence. We declare that, Lord, those that would have a heart and agenda for violence, they would be set at peace. They would be stilled, be stilled in the name of Jesus. Why don't we stand to our feet? I feel like tonight we need to take a posture tonight. We need to be able to sense atmospheres. Amen. We need to be able to stand. There is an authority that we have to bless our city. Hallelujah. We can bless the city. Why don't you lift your hands? In fact, I feel like for a few minutes we need to move around in this place and begin to bless Castle Rock. Listen, the purposes of God in this city, this high place, this epicenter of God's glory, God's purposes shall not be thwarted in the name of Jesus. Amen? I want you to raise your voice and begin to speak peace. You may not even understand what you're doing, but speak peace. Prophesy peace to your city. Prophesy peace to the front range. Prophesy peace. We are in tumultuous times, but the people of God will take their place and prophesy peace. What the enemy meant for death and destruction, God will turn it around for his glory in the name of Jesus. Here was a prophetic word that Nehemiah released. He said this. He said this over the men that were coming to disrupt. He said, so I answered them. And I said to them, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we his servants will arise and we will build. Listen, men of God, we're going to arise and we will build. There will be no digression in this house or in this city. We will not give up any land. When you have done all to stand, you stand. You stand your ground. And when the enemy backs up, you take another step and you stand. You stand. And then he declared this over the enemy. You have no heritage. You have no portion. You have no right or memorial in this city. And we declare that tonight over the enemy. You have no portion. You have no rights. You have no heritage in our city. We prophesy this very thing. That the land that's been allotted to the righteous, the scepter of wickedness will no longer rest upon the land allotted to the righteous. So, Father, we declare over Colorado, righteous land in Jesus' name, righteous laws, righteous decrees. Father, you have heard the sound of a remnant crying out from the hidden places. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. The remnant has been praying, has been fasting, and has come together in unity like no other time. And Father, you have heard the sound of the remnants, and you are answering by fire upon this high place. And we prophesy Isaiah 64 is being fulfilled even right now. You are rending the heavens, and you are coming down upon the mountains we declare in Jesus name the high places of Colorado will no longer be a habitation of darkness of witchcraft or of new age spirits the high places of Colorado are the habitation of God Almighty Lord you sit enthroned upon these high places in Jesus name hallelujah there's a woman of God here tonight that had a, a strategic vision she's going to come share that about a weapons of war, and I want her to share it. Pastor Mike said it's quite anointed. Hi, I was at the prayer meeting on Tuesday, and if you aren't coming to those, come to those. They are just so wonderful. The presence of God is thick within them. And um, it was so thick. I had prayed about um, things that I didn't understand. And I found myself prophesying about how we, as humans, have authority over principalities, powers, and demons, and darkness. And I, 
I knew about the demons having authority over those. I did not know about the powers and principalities. And then, after I had been finished praying, um, I sat down and a vision came before me. And in the morning when I woke up, I felt like I was in, we were in the precipice of a spiritual war. And we're just on the edge of it, like the rays coming out from the dawn over the horizon and the, just the sliver of light. Um, I felt like we were just in the beginning of it. And then the Lord, I heard him say as I was sitting in the prayer meeting, he said, rend the heavens and reach in and get weapons. And this isn't very much like me, but I did it. Because when you love God, you obey him. And so I reached in, and the weapon handed to me I, that I pulled out was a harp. And the harp, I looked at it, and it's like, this is a weapon. And so I began to strum it, and it released the vibrations, the frequencies of God into the atmosphere. Praise is in the atmosphere. It was being released because that is our hope. Our hope is victory, and we begin our battles with hope that it will be won in Jesus Christ. The next weapon that I reached in and pulled out was a trumpet, and it, as I put it to my mouth, it became a shofar, and I blew, and with the blast, strongholds came down. So if you have a stronghold in this hearing, those strongholds are coming down. Okay? Believe it, receive it, and walk in it. So the strongholds, they're just obliterated like the atom bomb obliterates a stronghold. And then after I saw that, the next weapon I reached in was a spear. And I looked at the spear, and it's like, what is this? And I began to see a large ballooned heart it was black and greasy and it was pride it was what took satan down pride is something that's it's like a two-edged sword there's the part that we're all familiar with that's arrogant there's also the part that says i'm not good enough you are a creation of god you are good enough he doesn't make junk so i stabbed the heart with the spear and it disappeared the next weapon I reached in and got um, was a bow. And then I reached in and I got seven arrows. And I pulled the bow and released the arrows simultaneously. And they went to the seven social mountains. There's finance. There's education. There was um, the we the people, um, the government. I pray for the seven mountains every week, once a day, and there's seven of them, so once a week. Um, there's uh, theater, there's family and identity, there is the healthcare system, and there's religion. The last arrow for religion that was released broke into small, smooth stones, and so I reached in again and pulled out a sling and I picked up slings and as I began to release the stones I heard the religions that were coming down God was saying the different religions that were coming down the last one that I slung was Satanism and the rock became huge after I flung it I think this is the biggest battle the biggest religion that is set up against the throne of God and so it took down a creature. The stone went into the head of the creature. And I reached in again and pulled out a sword and cut off the head. You all, Satan comes down. So this is really not like me. I like happy puppy, you know, little prayers. But this, this was just happening. And um, I, I can't imagine this kind of thing. Um, afterwards, I reached in again. And there were plugs to a computer, and I pulled them out, and light, light just rushed in throughout the entire atmosphere. As I reached in again, or, and then I heard him say, make the .net turn to .org. And I reached in, and there was a rope, and I took the rope. Usually they're 
for gathering things, so I took the rope and I flung it as a weapon, and it enveloped a creature that became the globe. And the globe, um, so this, when I said make the dot net become dot org, the net, the rope and the net became intestines. And so I'm like, intestines? And it's like, that's the part of the body that cleans out the crap. And as I saw that, somebody at the meeting um, said, Lord, I count the world as crap before you and you crucified. And it was wild. And so um, I feel like Christ came to clean us, to cleanse us, to cleanse the entire world. When we get dismayed about what is going on in our world, Christ is so much greater and his weapons of warfare have been released and things are going to change. I believe it. I hope in it. And I looked into the tent, you know, to see if that was it. And what I saw in the tent was a torch. I saw a scroll and I saw a scepter. I believe the torch is the Holy Spirit fire. I believe the scroll is the word who is Christ. And I believe that the scepter represents the ruler and the authority of God Almighty, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and the Elohim. He is here, he is coming, and he has been released over all of the powers, the principalities, over everything. And so this, we're at war, people. And I just, I praise God that it is victorious from the beginning. No, there we go. That is the word of the Lord. <laughs> and to come from Wendy, I'm like, that is not Wendy. If you know, if you know Wendy, so when I heard this, I was like, oh, you have to share this for sure. Um, in just a second, would you just pray? I just feel like you just pray into this. But just this, as you're speaking, that uh, I just want to read Second Corinthians 10, and it says this. Starting in verse 3, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. And then we saw just all these weapons as the heavens were rended, and she's pulling these weapons down from heaven. And it says, The weapons that we fight with are not weapons of this world. And I love it. These weapons, that these are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. It says, we demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. And it says, and we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience as our, dis as our obedience is complete. And so this is, these scriptures right here, I, I feel like tie right into what, what you have, Wendy, and just... And, and the Lord was just showing you these different weapons. And, and these, are, these are the idols. These are mountains to be taken down. And uh, so we just want to go after it. Uh, we are on the precipice of, of, of a battle here. We, we've been in a battle. Like, we've always been in a battle. But I feel like the enemy is raging. And, and especially now, with things that are shifting, uh, as Roe versus Wade is about to be shifted, is about to change, it's not going to be something that goes lightly. And, uh, it, and it's, there is a spiritual battle. And, uh, and we need to be alert. We need to be aware. We need to be ready for, uh, for what's at hand. It's, we haven't won. This isn't a, okay, now we can sit back. This is just the beginning. Uh, we are just poking the, uh, the, the, the bee's nest there, or the hornet's nest. We're just poking it. And uh, we're taking it down. Uh, but that's just the beginning. I want, I want to speak into some things regarding the, the blood and, and the blood that's been spilled. But I, would you just, would you pray into this? I feel like this is important right now. So. Gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We praise you and we glorify your holy name. We believe, Lord, you are far above 
all things. And this, this world that we're in, this darkness, this current darkness, Lord, you are going to overcome. You are going to overcome with your light, with your wisdom. And so I pray, O oh Lord, again, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and that that would be birthed over the earth as the darkness comes down, as the darkness is diminished. Lord, we just pray your light, your life, your revelation, your love. Oh, Lord, bring your love into our hearts. I thank you, Lord, that it is love that is the most powerful witness. I thank you, Lord, you have given me a spiritual anointing for warfare with the demonic and to take demons out I don't do it by setting myself above them I do it because of the love and the compassion that I have for those people who are oppressed I hear their lies and I speak the truth your truth Lord this is how you take down those strongholds is with your light, with your love, and with your truth. And it is ever with us. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that brings it to us. We thank you for your reign. And come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. want to speak for a moment to this this battle we're in with with abortion and uh, it is a it is a battle of, of the shedding of blood there's a scripture in numbers uh, numbers 3533 and I saw this recently and I I called uh, Lou Ingalls we're, as we're pressing into some things right now and um, on, by the way, on the plan is we still are working on the location, but uh, on October 8th, there's going to be a gathering, a large gathering of taking communion, and it's, it's turning Colorado red again. Um, not politically red, but red with the blood of Jesus, that this is what it's intended to be. It's the blood of Jesus that, that is going to cleanse the sins of this land in uh, Numbers 35, 33, it says this. It says, do not pollute the land. For where, or do not pollute the land where you are. Bloodshed pollutes the land. And atonement cannot be made for the land on which the blood has been shed, except by the blood of the one who has shed it. Do not defile the land where you live and where I dwell, for I am the Lord and I dwell among the Israelites. There was a pollution in the land. Bloodshed pollutes the land. And there's a healing that's required for this land. There's a scripture in Psalm 9 that says this. It says, For he who avenges blood remembers he does not ignore the cry of the afflicted. And this is what we're doing is we're avenging the blood. And we will not ignore the cry of the afflicted. Uh, we are going after this. But it, it's not something that we can do on our own. This is just a few scriptures the Lord was just showing me here. It says this in, uh, in uh, Hebrews 9. It says, uh, it says, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood for without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness right before that it says this it says it's talking about the the blood uh, the the blood of goats and bulls and then it says how much more then will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. And then just a couple of verses down, it says, so he wants and for all at the end of the age, he will do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself 
So just as man was destined to die once and after that face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people. And he will appear a second time, not to bring sin, not to, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. It is by Christ's blood that we're going to see we're going to see this pollution of the land healed. Uh, but we need to rise up in this time. There's one other scripture verse that I've never seen it this way. And uh, as I was with I was with Lou yesterday, and we're down in Colorado Springs, and just kind of praying into some things. And and I read this verse, and it like hit me in a new way. And I've always taken it as a personal kind of thing in the past. And I I saw this in a new way. Christ says this. He goes. He's laid down his life for us, and so we're to lay down our lives for others, right? There is, there's a, we're taking up our cross just as Christ took up his cross. We're laying down our lives as he laid down his life. Uh, and in this, in, in Hebrews 12, it talks about throwing off everything that would hinder us, the sins that so easily entangle that we're going to run this race with perseverance, uh, we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. And then it says this. It says, consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you do not grow weary and lose heart. And we are in a time right now where we cannot grow weary and we cannot lose heart. There, this is the, the battle is just beginning. And we go, oh, man, we've been in the battle. No, this is it's a whole new level of battle that we're about to face. And, and, it's, and it's not that we strengthen ourselves in us. I love what, what Dan was saying. We are strengthening ourselves in the Lord. It is in the power of His might. This is where Ephesians 6 is so beautiful. It's, we're putting on the full armor of God. It's time that we put on the full armor. I feel like the church is kind of like taking little pieces and put some stuff on and we, look, we think we look good and we're missing half the armor. Like we have to put on the full armor because we're about to go into the battle. We're about to go into some serious warfare. And, uh, but that right after this, right after it says, do not grow weary and do not lose heart, it says, in your struggle against sin, have you not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood? And I always took that as that personal thing, but I feel like this is actually a, it's this, this, this battle. Instead of a struggle, I see it as it's a battle against sin. And one of the sins that we're seeing, the sins of, of this land, is, is the abortion in this land. This is a sin that is in this land. And that we, like, we're, we're not, we haven't been going after this like we need to go after it. To the point of shedding of our own blood. <laughs> and there is a shedding of blood. Yes, it is the blood of Jesus that is going to cleanse this. It's not, it's not our blood that can do it. But there is a... There is a, as Christ lived, so shall we live. As he, as he walked on this earth, so shall we walk. And so there is a point of, of that we are giving of our lives for the kingdom of God to where it's that shedding of our own lives that we say we're going to fight for the kingdom. We're going to go after these things. And will we not fight for the sin? Will we not go against these struggles of sin to the point of shedding our own blood? So I just, I feel like something that's been stirring my heart and that on, on Monday as we were on the 400 call uh, with, with other pastors in the region, it, this came up multiple times. And, and, and there's this excitement about what we're moving into, but over and over I kept hearing, but we have to count the cost. Are we ready to truly lay it all down? It's something as we were, we were here probably, I don't know, three, four weeks ago and, uh, meeting with Lou Engel, and, uh, and as we're taking communion, it was a serious moment of communion. It wasn't just like, hey, let's take communion again. It was, a, are we really ready to take the cup? The same cup of this new covenant where Jesus spilled his blood. Are we ready to take that cup and to take that body that was broken for us and actually take hold of that thing. Are we ready to count that cost and give it all for him, for all for his glory? And, and, and I believe this is, it's an invitation. It's not supposed to be a scary thing. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing as we say, yeah, I'll, we'll just, 
I'll give my life for this. But I believe that's what he's looking for. That we would say, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. And in that, I believe there's an, there's an authority that comes. I believe there's an anointing that comes. Anointing comes with adversity. Anointing doesn't come so we can sit back and feel, feel the kind of the, the butterflies. Anointing comes when we actually go into the battle. That's that Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me and has anointed me not to sit back, but to preach the gospel, to set captives free, to begin the battle, to fight the battle. It's Isaiah 60 when it says there's darkness over the earth. There's a thick darkness over the people. But it says, but behold, rise, shine, for the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Like we are in a time where there is a darkness, there is a thick darkness, but that the glory of the Lord would rise upon us. This is our season. You guys ready? Come on. There's a battle cry, I feel like, going forth. There's a call to arms right now. And, and what Dan spoke, if you, didn't, if you weren't here on Sunday, I would highly recommend go back and watch that, uh, especially for the men. There's a call to the men, it, just like he was saying, women, thank you for the stand that you've been taking. <laughs> thank you for fighting. But it is, it is a time for the men to rise up. It is a time for the men to take their stand. And just as, as, we were, as he was talking about Isaiah, or, uh, Nehemiah 6, there is a wall that needs to be restored. And, and if you keep reading after Isaiah 6, and, or uh, Nehemiah 6 into Nehemiah 7, it was after the wall was completed that then they were able to rebuild the homes. And I feel like we're in the final stages of actually rebuilding the wall to where we can then rebuild the homes. But there is an opposition right now. I'm feeling it. I, I was telling Dan and some of the team, like, man, I, I just... I feel like I've been under attack. Like even today, I felt like a spirit of confusion. I'm like, ah, like I can't think straight. I can't, like I'm trying to get before the Lord and like, I mean, everything is bombarding me. Everything, like I'm feeling, I'm getting phone calls on this and that and emails and all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't even press into the Lord because I got all this other stuff going on. And there's a spirit of confusion, I believe, that the enemy is trying to throw out here. There's a spirit of fear. There, there's, it's that it's that come off the wall. Hey, let's, we need to talk about these things. Let's, let's try to figure all this stuff out. And Nehemiah's like, no, I've got a job to do. I need to stay on the wall. And I'm prophesying to myself here because I'm like, man, get back on the wall. <laughs> I feel like we're at a time right now where we cannot get off the wall. We need to finish the wall because there's a second part to this. There is a restoration of family. There's a healing to family part of this as, as abortion is, is uh, as there's a shift in the abortion laws, but there also has to be a shift in the, in the hearts of people. But I believe it's in that that we're going to begin to see revival. We're about to step into a major revival. And we've already, I, I wouldn't even, I hate to say that because I feel like revival's already hit. We've already had waves of this. And the Lord is giving us even there, there are there are new wineskins that the Lord is bringing us into. He's giving us greater understanding of these wineskins. I feel like we've had waves of revival that have hit, and, and then I feel like these times. I'm gonna. There's we were just at the beaches in uh, California, and uh, if you've been to those places where there's waves, you'll hit like you'll hit like six or seven waves. And, and you're, you're riding these waves in and you're ready and you see the next big one. You're like, okay, I'm going to wait and I'll catch the next big one. And then all of a sudden, there's these lulls. And, and it's like there's no waves and it's just kind of like a <laughs> And you just had some major waves. And I feel like we've, like we've almost been in that, like just as of late. Like it's um, even like right after the conference that we had with Heidi Baker and Leif Hetland, um, that there was this like kind of lull of, of, okay, like we weren't, we haven't been like blowing the shofar and doing like fight, like the battle cry. And, uh, and in that time, it's these times of we wait upon the Lord. We're waiting and we're like, Lord, this is where we press in. We don't kind of just sit back and go, oh, okay, now we don't, we're not doing anything. No, these are these times of waiting. And I feel like we're now at that place where the waves are starting to come again 
we're going to start seeing the massive waves begin to come in. And, and this is where we ride these waves. We need to be alert, aware by the Spirit of what, of what the Lord's doing. And as these waves are coming, we're not, we're not looking this way. We're looking back. We're waiting for the next wave. We're anticipating what the Lord's doing and then riding these things in. And this is where we play our small part of, of when the wave comes, what do you do? You have to, you got to paddle, right? You got to, you get, if you know how to body surf or how to boogie board or, 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 uh, or surf, there has to be a movement. You can't just sit there or you're going to get either pounded or the wave's going to go right, right past you. And, uh, but there is a, there's a movement that we step into, we press into. And then when that wave catches, it's the most beautiful thing. And it goes way beyond anything that you could do in your own power. And I believe this is the Holy Spirit. That's like, it's his power. It's by his power. It's not by our might. We're going to go way beyond things that we could actually do, but we need to press in. We need to stand firm. We need to put on the full armor of God. So I'm done preaching. Uh, let's, uh, let's pray. And I, if there's any of you, if you want to get up and you want to just speak into this, you want to pray into this, let's pray into it. So, Father, right now, I thank you for what you're taking us into. Lord, I thank you, not, not just the rock, but for Colorado right now, even as, as we're so linked and united to the body of Christ in this region and even becoming more so and more so. Lord, I thank you that you're, you're bringing us into this oneness. You're bringing us into a greater understanding. And Lord, I pray right now that you would break off that spirit of lethargy. You'd break off that spirit of confusion. You'd break off that spirit of fear. Lord, we do not operate by a spirit of fear, but of power, the power of the Holy Spirit the love, that spirit of love that you give us, and, and it's a sound mind. It's a mind that is set on the things of the Spirit, set on the mind of the Spirit, that we would not have, have the mind of this world, that we would not get caught up in the things of this world that lead to death, but we would have the mind of the Spirit that leads to life and peace. Lord, I pray right now over the church of Colorado that this would be an awakening for the church. This is a, is a time for the church to rise up. Lord, we say just as the beacons have been lit, we talk about those like those beacons of ministerith across Colorado, that when one beacon gets lit, that it goes across Colorado and things are lighting right now. There is a lighting and even... Someone had a prophetic word that there were angels like on the, on the mountaintops across Colorado and they are being lit up, these angels, like the, the angels of light and, and they're actually, they're fighting these battles with us. And so Lord, I, I thank you that there is an awakening right now of your church. I thank you that there is a battle cry going forth just as Wendy was saying with the shofar being blown. It says, blow a trumpet in Zion. We're, we are, <laughs> we're coming before the Lord. There's a time of fasting and praying and seeking the Lord seeking his will and his desires. And Lord, I thank you that in that place, Lord, there is power and there is an authority that we walk in. It's not our own understanding and it's not our own ways where we can then operate in power. But as we take the keys of the kingdom of heaven, it is that we're taking the Holy Spirit, the mindset of the Spirit that then we can bind and we can loose. And as we bind on earth and as we loose on earth, things are bound in the heavens and loosed in the heavens. We take power, uh, authority over the principalities, the powers, the strongholds of Colorado, and we say, you are coming down in Jesus' name. That principality uh, that, is, that has allowed abortion in this state, it is coming down in Jesus' name. We don't know how, we don't know what's going to happen, but there is a shift that is happening, and we are taking authority over it in Jesus' name. I thank you that the church is stepping up and taking authority over these things in Jesus' name. I thank you for a oneness of your church, and we come against that spirit of division as well in the church that is that has kept us at, like, at bay, where we are not operating as one. Lord, I thank you that you've called us as one, and so we break off that spirit of division. Lord, we break off the, those, that mindset that, that we understand things better than they do, or we, we know it, we have it figured out, and they don't. Lord, I thank you that it is, we are the body of Christ, and it's only together as one that we're the fullness of Christ with Christ as the head. Lord, I thank you that you are breaking off that spirit of division, and you're bringing the spirit of unity, that we would make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Lord, I thank you for a spirit of humility that is coming on your church. 
Lord, I thank you that it is not our strength, but it is your strength. As we come into unity and as we come into oneness with you, Lord, I thank you that we operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. We operate in authority that the church is not up. We haven't seen the church operate in in many years. But today is a new day. And Lord, I thank you there is a new day that dawns, a new day of destiny that dawns for the church right now. So we say, wake up, church. <laughs> wake up, church. Thank you, Jesus. So some of us in this room are Colorado natives. I'm a fourth, fifth generation Colorado native. My great, great grandfather came to Nevadaville, Colorado and settled in Colorado. So therefore the Lord saying, you have not because you ask not. So I ask in the name of Jesus for the state of Colorado of which everyone in this room that is a Colorado native has standing, has authority, needs to take your place, and you need to stand up if you're a Colorado native and take your place. And so, Heavenly Father, I ask right now that we're not in the battle alone. For Lord Jesus, you are Lord of Lords and King of Kings and you are riding on your white horse in front of us. And I declare and I proclaim that all the Lord's mighty angels, angelic hosts, would join the state of Colorado now in Jesus' name and come forth. And I'm asking not for wimpy angels, I'm asking for mighty angels. I'm asking for angelic hosts. I'm asking for the archangel over Colorado to come forth. I'm asking for all of the angelic hosts. I'm asking for the cherubim. I'm asking for all of the angels. It says in Isaiah, and when Elijah was looking out, that there are more with us than against us. And that if your eyes would be opened, and the veils would come off, and you saw the host of heaven and all the clouds of witnesses looking down on the state of Colorado, and the church was awake. They would see that the mighty host of angels and the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father is with us. And the battle is already won. So as we go forward into the battle that Pastor Mike is talking about. The battle has already been won. So I declare and proclaim that we just walk forward step by step by step by step and that the uh, battles that are before us are already covered with the blood of Jesus. And we just thank you and praise you and our mighty weapons of warfare, our praise and worship and worship and praise because Satan hates worship and praise because he's the mighty archangel of worship and praise and he has fallen and he is done and we have won and i proclaim this right now in jesus holy name amen so i don't really talk so this might sound out weird but um i like how he used the analogy of the surfing or you have to move, do something, you have to move. Um, so I don't know if any of you really spent a lot of time in the ocean, but I was pretty much raised in the ocean. Um, so if you don't move and you're in the water, as a kid I learned this, that you just kind of lift your legs up and you just kind of float. But what happens when you just float and you're not really in it and you're not moving is you just kind of go up with the wave and you just come back down and you don't actually move forward so um, and then a, another analogy would be um, water is coming at you and if you're not at a point where it's before the wave makes a crest and you're like oh man it made a crest you're gonna get knocked over and what you do is like your in initial response is run out of the water. So you start running, right? 
and the water just gets you at your knees and you just smack over and you get dragged to the bottom of the ocean and you get sand all through your bathing suit and up your nose and in your mouth and it just kind of washes you on the shore and you're like <laughs> so <laughs> it's saying if you're lukewarm you're just going to kind of go up and down and if you get nervous and scared and you start running you're going to get smacked on the ground and you're just going to get thrown on the ocean and just be nasty let's just say it that way <laughs> so lord i just ask that there is no lukewarm and there is no fear in this process lord that you that you give us the courage to put the action into focus and to do it lord and that we don't run out and we don't just float lord that we actually move in your will lord and we don't give in to the peer pressure of the people around us or to make us feel like we like we need to fit in with the crowd and we don't just change our minds so that you know we don't just say oh yeah well i'm at this person today so today i'm okay with it you know and i'll just waver and be like oh yeah sure you know in this case it's fine but in that case it's not but you know sometimes it's okay so lord i just ask that we don't waver lord that we stay strong and we stay poised and we keep our armor on that we're like we're like um like iron man you know we just stand there and the suit just goes right on us this all collects all around us and we we're like yeah we're ready for this Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. I saw not this time I was on the beach a while ago and saw some people walking along the beach and there was a big waves and uh, and I'm watching and I'm like oh they don't even see these waves coming. And uh, all of a sudden these waves hit. And, uh, and they were not aware, they were not alert, and uh, these waves just knocked these people over. And uh, I mean, they were, they were, you know, probably eight foot waves coming down, crashing down, and, uh, and it pulled one of them into the, into the sucked them back in, and, and they kind of laughed and got up and, you know, kind of, I think, felt a little dumb and started to walk out. They weren't paying attention again, and the next wave came and just smashed them down into the ground. And again, kind of got up and, and laughed, but a little more dizzy. And, and then this time, and I'm watching this, and, and uh, the next wave came and smashed them into the ground and pulled them back in. And all of a sudden, there was like four or five, and I realized, oh, they're not, they're not getting out. They're not going to make it. And... Uh, and I had to run in, and we had a few other people ran in, and actually had to grab this person and like, and pull them out. And they were like, at this point, like they were gasping for air. And uh, and I and I just to to her point there, I think there's an alertness and an awareness that we need to have at all times, and it's a spiritual awareness. Sometimes where our awareness is is actually. Uh, it can take us off because it's not a spiritual awareness. It's like we're trying to figure things out in the natural. You know, we're watching the news and we're like, ah, how's this going to work? And what are we going to do? And that is, that is not the way we are to function. We are to operate by the power of the Holy Spirit with the mindset of the Spirit. And so our job is to get into this, to this book right here, to get into the Word, to get into worship, uh, to get into a spirit of warfare spiritual warfare, that we would know His plans, His heart, His will, and when we, when we know His will, then we can enact it. We can decree it, and we can declare it. Um, I, was, I wrote this in, in the email, that uh, a lot of times we, we get into prayer, and, and our prayers are, not all prayers are powerful. There are a lot of prayers that are actually like just worthless, meaningless. <laughs> And I don't say that in a, in a mean way. I just say, like, a lot of times we, we try to pray for things without a spiritual awareness. And, uh, and, and what it is is we're operating from a worldly mindset. And we're saying, 
Lord, you need to take care of this, and you need to do this, and you need to, like, I need your help with this. And, and sometimes, or there's, or the other side of it is the complaining prayer. Lord, why is this happening to me? <laughs> and, and these are prayers that I, I can say, these are prayers that are not answered by the Lord. What he's looking for is he's looking for those that are aligning with his will and with his plans and with his purposes. It requires a, a this is that place, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says it so well. It's, we become a living sacrifice. We lay down our plans, our agendas, our heart, our, our motives, our uh, kind of that self, like the things that we need. We lay those down. It says that we would be a living sacrifice and that's the place that is holy and pleasing to the Lord. It's a spiritual act of worship to the Lord. And then it's now not conforming to the pattern of this world, not conforming to the way that the world sees things and going, oh, this is how we need to be doing it. We've got to fight this thing just like everybody else is. And no, 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 we don't, we don't conform to that pattern. But we're actually we're, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, which is in the spirit for the purpose of then we can test and approve God's good, pleasing, and His perfect will. And then when we know His good, pleasing, and His perfect will, this is where we're dangerous. This is where we bind and we loose and we have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And it is only by the Spirit. It's the Spirit that reveals all things to us. He reveals the deep thoughts of the Father to us. And so I want to encourage you, <laughs> and I'm encouraging myself, we need to spend more time in the presence of the Lord, seeking his face on our faces before him. This is what, what Dan was talking about, that, that we get up, we're the first ones up in our family, wherever, if you're the husband or the wife or guy or girl, whatever, be the first one up in your house. Make, it, make that the, the challenge. <laughs> beat, beat the other person, get up before them and get on your face before the Lord and begin to cry out, begin to seek his face. This isn't a, again, it's not a, it's, we're not asking for our own things and we're not trying to fight this battle in our own mindset. We have to have the mind of the spirit right now. If we don't, we're gonna get blasted. It's that we're gonna lack that alertness and that awareness. It's that, it, it's that first Peter, oh, don't fall. <laughs> Sorry guys, um, where it just says, in First Peter 5, it says, be self-controlled, be alert. It says, for your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Thank you. <laughs> prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. So that it's the spiritual alertness and awareness. It is time on our faces before the Lord. This is why we pray and fast. This is why every month we're calling a fast. We're calling it like a three-day fast to get before the Lord, to get his understanding. If we do not do that, if we don't have the spiritual awareness right now, we are going to get blasted by waves. We're going to get pounded, and we're not going to know why things are hitting us. But when we know when we know the plans of the enemy because the spirit reveals things to us then we operate from a different mindset we operate from a different perspective and we can see things and now we're now we're on the offensive rather than the defensive now it's not oh i feel like the enemy's attacking no 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 now it's no we're attacking we're on the battlefront we're the ones that are actually taking our wielding our swords we're as the heavens are being rendered we're pulling these these weapons down from heaven to say okay here's the next one we need here we go does this all make sense i want to i want to i know we got to close here steve did you have something you want to release okay i want everybody to think about the voice of god we have a six in the morning prayer meeting we call the breakfast club and sometimes it's so rich and this hit us one morning it was one of those things that grew up between everybody but here's here's what hit us and then i'm going to relate it to prophecy the universe is still expanding true do you know why it's expanding because the voice that spoke it into existence is still going forth. The only reason the universe is expanding is because God's voice that created is still going out. Think of a prophecy you need to grab hold of. That spoken word is still going forth.
forth. And the picture we got that morning was that prophecy is like surfing. You've got to work to get a hold of that wave of the prophecy and catch speed so you can ride it. You, we can't sit there passive and go, well, it should pick me up and carry me. No. The analogy we got is just what we're talking about tonight. It's like surfing. Only done a couple times. You got to work to catch that wave. Amen? Same thing. God has spoken so much that we can appropriate today and the reason we can catch on to it and watch it work and get involved in seeing it work and making it work is because just like that sound that created everything in the universe is still going forth, the sound of every prophecy is still going forth. It didn't get spoken a long time ago and now it's silent. Those words are still going out. So Father, grab us that we can grab onto your word just like surfers paddling like crazy to catch up with your word and then catching it and writing it. There's so many waves of your prophecies that we just need to grasp onto and to ride. And Father, the surf's up. We need to catch a ride. So let's stand. We're gonna I want to close with this scripture and then we're gonna just worship it. Oh, that's it. I feel like the Lord is just saying, man, he's given us this gift of speaking in tongues because there's power like that. If it, in Acts 2, it says you will receive power when that uh, gift of tongues comes upon you. This is how we build ourselves up in our most holy faith. It's the perfect prayer every time we speak in tongues. The devil hates it because he has no idea what you're saying, and it drives him crazy. He's a loser, and he's under your feet anyway. And so I just encourage you. It says here after, right after... 618, it talks about all the, the, uh, excuse me, Ephesians, Ephesians 618, Ephesians 618, right after it talks about putting on the whole armor of God, it says, with every prayer and request, pray at all times in the spirit. Paul said, I pray in the spirit more than everyone. I speak in tongues more than all of you. And he was the guy that wrote two thirds of the New Testament. There's power in this gift church and if you don't have the baptism of Holy Spirit, this Holy Spirit, this church will lead you in that. This church will, will show you how to, to require that gift. God wants everybody to have this gift. It's not for some or uh, not for others, it's for everybody. Isn't it interesting that Jesus' miracles didn't really start until he received the Spirit that ascended to him in the form like a dove. And so there's so much power in this, I just encourage you. There may be someone here that's been wondering about that or that's been thinking, I mean, it's not for me, and the devil's lying to you. He's trying to keep you from it because he knows that's how you're just going to crush him. So, Father, I just ask right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would just encourage us through the Holy Spirit to use this gift and to pray in tongues more often than we ever imagined we could. And I just pray, Lord, that if there's anybody in this room that wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that they would just come to the leadership of this church, they would just come to the pastors, and they would just be willing to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that you can empower them in the Christian walk that they have. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, I, I love tongues as a, as a prayer language because there's a lot of times I have no idea what to pray. And uh, so as it just, and it encourages your spirit. Uh, but I want to close, I want to close with this. It's in Romans 13. And love, let me say this, as we fight this battle, love is our number one uh, uh, weapon that we're going to fight with. It's, it's, this is what we're to do. We're to love. We're to love the Lord our God with all, all our heart, soul, mind, strength. And we are to love one another. And that second one is just as important as the first one. He says, if you, if you don't love your brother, 
who you see, how can you love your God who you don't see? <laughs> so you, we must love. This is going to be our weapon of warfare, number one weapon. It says this in, in Romans 13. It says, don't owe anything to anyone except the outstanding debt to continually love one another. For the one who learns to love has fulfilled every requirement of the law. And then it says this, so to live like this, it's talking about in this position of love, to live like this is all the more urgent, for time is running out, and you know that it is a strategic hour in human history. It is time for us to wake up, for our full, for our full salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Night's darkness is dissolving away and a new day of destiny dawns. So we must once and for all strip away what is done in the shadows of darkness, removing it like filthy clothes. And once and for all, we clothe ourselves with the radiance of light as our weapon. And it is that love light that we clothe ourselves with. It is the light of Jesus that we clothe ourselves with. We cannot love without knowing and having his love. It is Christ in us, the Holy Spirit moving in and through us that empowers us to fight. And it begins with love. And so, Lord, I just pray right now that you would empower us, that you would strengthen us, that we would have the mind of Christ, that we would be clothed and cloaked in humility. Lord, that we would love as you love. And Lord, that we would operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. That we would decree the very things that are on your heart. That we would enact the plans and the purposes that you have. And Lord, I thank you that we are, we are not only going to see the mountains come down, these, these idols and these things that have been placed on, in, in America, we're saying they are, they are coming down. But Lord, also, it says that we are raising up the valley. Lord, I thank you that there is a valley that is being raised up, that this is that love position that we have for the people around us, that we say, no, we are speaking life into people, to every person that we will bless and we will not curse. Remember, our fight is not against flesh and blood. We are to love every single person. We are to bless every single person and not curse. It is, it is not a, a nice idea. It is a command of the Lord to do so. And that is, I believe, that is we're raising up these valleys. We're making the mountains low. The rough places are becoming level, and the rugged places a plain. And it says it's for this purpose. We are preparing the way for the Lord. And it says that the glory of the Lord will be revealed and that all mankind will see it. So, Lord, we bless your name tonight. We worship you. We set our eyes on you. And Lord, I thank you for the battle that is at hand, that you have equipped us, you have prepared us. We have your spirit. We are one with you. Lord, make us one with each other. Let that love be something that guards our heart. Let that peace be something that protects us. Let that joy be an unspeakable joy that, that strengthens us. In Jesus' name. <laughs>